Welcome to the Female Insight Zone, a podcast dedicated to sharing insights from women who have made an indelible mark in business and the path they took to soar. This is Mary Beth Kosmeski with the Female Insight Zone. Today, we're welcoming Tabitha Laser. She is a senior leader and has been a senior leader with 25 years of operations and consulting experience in the oil and gas industries, as well as many others. Uh, she has lots of experience working at large companies, and she is the author of the new book called Organizational Culture Killers. And so I am excited to talk to her about culture killing things and what we can do to stop that. So welcome to the show, Tabitha. Great. Thank you for having me, Barry Beth. This is a fantastic opportunity. I'm glad to be here. Well, and thank you for taking your time to be here for our listeners. So talk a little bit about your background and in, in where you've been at. I mean, oil and gas, I know you've been in different companies and all over. And talk a little bit about your background and how it led you to being out on your own and then writing this book. Yeah, yeah. It's been a, a wild ride. So to keep it short and focused, I actually um, went to school to be a criminal psychologist mm. because I love humans and human behavior. And while there, I found out there wasn't a lot of money in that. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, my university happened to have a program that was a safety management program that sounded interesting. And so I went into that, but worked with the dean and actually modified my degree. So I have a human behavior, so psychology and a safety degree, and then a master's in management. And what happened with that is I, right out of school, I got hired with 3M and learned, they, they were talking about culture before we even used the word, honestly. And so I learned a lot of good things working for them. And as I progressed through my career, I've kind of been a builder and a fixer, right? People call me when they don't have a management system or theirs are broken. And I go in and help them set it up or fix it, bring in the right resources, and then move on to the next. That's pretty much what I've done throughout my career. During that time, you know, I'd work with one company for two or three years and move on. And I kept seeing the same issues happening over and over. And by the way, Many of them were to me. Uh, I made more mistakes than I can count on, you know, a full audience's hands and feet. <laughs> and and uh, and it wasn't till after BP. So I was the global leader for um, their operations for BP, including their operating management system and EHS and risk and all of that for their alternative energy business. And when they closed that down in the U.S., I kind of said, what's nearby? And CH2M at the time was one of the world's largest engineering and design firms, was looking for a practice leader basically to, to help them globally with their clients as a subject matter expert and also help coach and, and counsel them. And in that role, I went from one every couple of years to 10 a month, uh, seeing the same things over and over. And it actually started to get a little depressing, if I must say, because I felt like I wasn't doing enough to help those out there. Uh, the existing leaders are hard nuts to crack sometimes because they've they've learned the hard way as well, and they're not as open to new ideas. But I'm seeing the millennials come out and just get beaten over the head, figuratively speaking, because they're not being given the time or having the time to get the mentorship and learn the lessons we did, you know, through the school of hard knocks. And 
I really feel like that's a place where I can take all of the learnings I've had or seen or others have shared with me and put them into kind of a toolbox, right, of many little guidebooks, basically. This is the first one. Uh, Deadly Expectations 1 is the first one of many. And it's really that guidebook that says, here are the mistakes we've made. Here are the things you can do to prevent it. Here are some tips to be a strong leader. You don't have to learn it the hard way. You don't have to come out with the bruises. Go in smarter, be successful sooner, maintain success better. You know, right now we're we're on a path kind of going down. I see as, as organizations are getting larger, big data is getting overwhelming, technology is faster than I can keep up with. And, and anything we can do to help our future leaders be more successful and actually build a more positive future, I think is my path. I, I believe it's my calling and that's what I'm trying to do here. So why do you think you see these, you have seen these issues over and over and over again with culture and leadership failings and things like that? What's behind all of it? There are a number of things behind it. And that's actually why I titled the book series, Organization Culture Killers, the Deadly Practices series. And a lot of it is our failure to learn. You've heard of the book, you know, Failure to Learn about the BP incident. And I think we try to learn, but because of big data and so much information being thrown at us, we're making knee-jerk decisions that aren't very thoughtful or balanced. And that's part of what's in the first book is actually talking about the need to find that balance. Really, everything in the book could apply at home or in your communities as well. But it, it talks about the three Ps. So the people you know, who are working there, your families, your community, the public, which could include the environment and everything else, and also your performance. So how are you actually meeting your definition of what success is? And I I think that's part of the problem. We think on scales of yes, no. And when you think that way versus the three-way kind of balance, there's a high probability that when you make a decision, it increases risk in other areas that you're not aware of, right? So you have too much focus and It's not really a bad word, but I call it fuckus when we focus too much (laughs) on things and and increase risk in other areas. So I think that's part of the problem is we're just focusing on too much and, and not actually keeping that balance that's needed. And then the failure to learn part, there's so many reasons for it. One thing I talk about in my book is the concrete uh, barrier. And that's actually what forms when senior leadership defines the expectations for success, and then the workforce responsible for delivering those expectations when there's a communication barrier between them, right? So they may not realize that what they're doing is actually killing their culture and preventing successful performance because people are afraid to tell them the truth, right? That's one. Mm. People can be actually incentivized to lie is another one. So if I put out an incentive that says you need to have a revenue of this amount every month, I'm going to see where I can possibly work the books so that I make my bonus. So, you know, there's a real big issue across the world in this area. And then there's also just not listening, right? So people are screaming, hey, we have a problem and senior leadership's going, hey, look how great we are. Everything's perfect. You know, the money's rolling in. So those are three big reasons I think we fail to learn 
and hopefully putting this all out there. The reason I said I'm, I'm really in need of some friendly folks out there, and I'm actually calling this my journey to make a more positive future. But there's going to be a lot of folks that don't like what I have to say, but it needs to be said and it needs to be put out there again so our future leaders don't make the same mistakes and we start fixing the problems that have just been brewing and growing for hundreds of years. So what do you think some people won't like about this? Is it senior leaders and are they the ones that say, hey, we're not going to change? Who's not going to like this and why will they not like it? Okay. Well, there's a couple of reasons. Uh, Senior leaders, they have their way of doing things, right? Some of this may conflict with how they're doing or it may require a lot of effort that they don't necessarily want to put forth. The biggest one of all is everybody. I mean, we have egos. That's what humans are, right? We all have egos and they're prideful in what they have. And to hear that what they're doing may not be the best path or may actually be killing their culture could really put up some barriers to those egos, right? That's one. Another one, people are constantly, if you really look at my resume, anybody can go on LinkedIn and see my resume. But I've primarily worked in the EHS field. Now, mind you, I've been a senior leader in that field, and I've been in the C-suite, and I've been more in advisory role, building management systems. But they look at that and go, who are you to tell me this? Where's the research? Where's the backup data? And the truth of the matter is I'm building this series to be timeless, which means I'm not throwing anybody under the bus. I'm not naming names. I'm not putting a whole bunch of data and research in there. There's hundreds of books out there with that. I'll, I'll keep some information on my website as far as recommended reads. But honestly, I don't want to water it down with that. And the millennials won't read that, that we keep doing the same thing, including writing big, giant textbooks for millennials who want to be able to read something in 15 minutes and get the answers and go. And if we keep doing things the way we have been, it's not going to be successful. But those folks who need the detail, I've already had much feedback on who are you and why should we trust you? And this seems qualitative. Well, of course it does, because we're human beings. It's hard to put quantification on behavior. You can try, but usually it's qualitative in nature. So there's going to be some naysayers out there. But hopefully the message will get through. And, you know, for my children, I have two two children, 10 and 13. And my hopes are when they get in the working world, it's not as crazy as it is now. I really feel work-life balance is off. And, you know, depression is going up. I think a lot of that has to do with dissatisfaction in the workplace and in other areas like our communities and families. And I, and I really hope that the tools and guidance in this series will help people deal with that better in the future. Yeah, and that's absolutely wonderful. And I think the work you're doing is fantastic. And I think to put yourself out in a position where you know some people aren't going to like it, that is, you know, that's taking some risks for yourself as well. But if you want to make change, you've got to, sometimes you got to rub people the wrong way a little bit. So I appreciate what you're doing and um, absolutely love it. So how can people reach you? How can people find out more about the book? Yeah, so the book is actually launching officially on March 19th, so they should be able to find it through all channels after the 19th, and I can be reached through my website, www.talaser.com. 
there's a contact me. They can sign up and register. If they actually register for my mailing list before the 19th, they'll get a free ebook publication when it comes out. So there's a little little perk in there for anybody interested. And my contact information is on LinkedIn. So if anybody's interested, they can connect with me that way as well. Well, wonderful. I cannot wait to get the book. I am going to sign up so I can get the ebook early. And thank you so much for joining us today. I really appreciate it. Yes. Thank you again for having me on. And and I really hope that your uh, listeners enjoy the topic and want to learn more. I really think it'll make a difference. I know they will. Thanks for listening to the Female Insight Zone, a podcast dedicated to sharing insights from women who have made an indelible mark in business and the path they took to soar. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.